0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see this message.
1: Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and we've been waiting for you. And the we is me, and Denise Renner, and Maxine Masnikov, and Mr. Joel Renner. But Denise, welcome to Home Group.
2: Thank you, Rick. And Home Group, Welcome. We are so glad that you're with us, and I know that today is going to be very, very, very helpful.
3: Maxime, welcome to Home Group. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, Pastor Rick. I'm thankful to you for your teaching. But you know what I like about this Home Groups? I like the fact that when we gather, the presence of the Lord is so strong. Even though I'm learning so much about Christmas and about other things from Pastor Rick, God is speaking to me about my personal life during this Home Groups, God talks to me about the things that are not related to the topic. So I'm being edified through you, and I'm being edified uh, on many other issues. And I know it's happening in your life. I know that during or while this home group is taking place, God is speaking to you about the issues that you're concerned about. And I know it's happening, and it's a great blessing.
1: Amen, Maxine. Thank you. Hey, Joel. so good to be with you guys.
0: But I want to ask you, please comment and like this video. Whenever you like this video, YouTube and algorithm and other places promote the video so more people will see it. That's why we ask you to like the videos. But also, I just want to say thank you for all the comments. Your comments bless me so very much. We were just talking before a home group about one of the testimonies we read in the comments. It was amazing. Please tell us your comments. Tell us
1: what you think of the program. We would love to hear it. You know, I read the comments every morning. This morning when I got up, I read, 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 read all the comments. You say, Rick Renner, do you really read them? Absolutely. And when you write in the comments and say, such and such needs prayer, I stop right then, I pray. I'm really serious about this home group. This is our group. And so if you have a prayer need, let us know how to pray. And by the way, you can also write to us, prayer at renner.org, or you can call us 1-800-742-5593. And starting tonight, this week, we're going to be in a brand new series called, are you ready? starting the new year strong. It is the end of the year, and it's time to start the new year because this Friday is January 1st. Well, how are you supposed to start the new year strong? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, Monday. Of course, this is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's going to really be good. Don't miss any of this, and it's going to be very, very practical. But you can get the free download. Please go get it. Just go to renter.org. You can download it right now. It's five parts, and this is a download that you will really use because it will help you start the new year strong. And you know what's amazing? When I prepared this teaching, I wondered if it would have enough teaching and material in it. Well, those who edited it, they said, ay yi, yi this series is jam-packed. There's no way people are going to remember all of this. They need to have the whole series. And that's why I want to recommend that you get the whole series, you can get in video or audio, listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. And this is a series, which by the way, you can use for any time of the year. You'll understand when you hear this teaching, this is just a good dose of common sense to make sure you're ready for the next assignment that God has for your life. I call it starting the new year strong. And we're also offering you my book called Promotion, 10 Guidelines to help you achieve your long-awaited promotion. Now, can I tell you something amazing, Denise? This book is so good. In fact, just recently I read this book because I really wanted to be reminded of everything that I wrote in this book. But this book is not widely ordered. You know why? Because it requires people to take some kind of action that they're afraid is going to be difficult. So people kind of shy away from this book. But this book is important. People pray for promotion, they pray for God to do something wonderful, and God will do it all, but He makes requirements of us first. The subtitle says, powerful principles to help determine if you or someone else is ready to be promoted into new realms of authority and responsibility, 10 guidelines to help you achieve your long-awaited promotion. Joel? When I read
0: promotion I really enjoyed that book it was a very good book it is a good book but I just want to say that book is very helpful but if you just do one of the 10 things it will change your life it doesn't take very much to turn the ship around to make your life better and we can all do more than nothing so even if you take one of those 10 principles in that book
3: it will really change your life
1: amen that's good Yes, Maxine. I
3: know, I know one uh, person, he owns his own dentistry. He is a, he is a dental. He's a dentist. And he ordered this book for all of his workers because mm. he wanted them to become better workers. Wow. So, so I read this book several times. I think it's one of your best books.
1: Maxine, thank you. I think so,
3: too. I really think that.
1: I think so, too. And I really want people to have it because it's, that's one that's going to really make a difference in their lives. But I want us to pray together. Jesus said that if two or three of you are gathered together in my name, he'll be there. Well, here's four of us and you are with us. Jesus didn't say if two or three of you would gather together in the same room. He said, if you just gather together. Well, we're all together. And Jesus is here and Jesus is there. And Lord, today we ask you to open the word to us, help us to look at our lives and to see what we need to do in order to start the new year strong. In Jesus' name, amen man amen amen well i'm going to tell you today and every day this week five things that i do every year to get ready for the new year are you ready here they are number 1 remember number 2 review and be honest the be honest part is really important number 3 report and be honest again the honest part is very important Number four, revise. And number five, restructure. But tonight we're going to begin with the word remember. And I'm going to tell you what I do with my team every year. Every year I take the top members of our team and we go away. We go to some place where we can just get alone and pray and really talk about the ministry, what we're doing, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And the first thing we do is remember. What does that mean? We remember what is the vision of the ministry. If you stray from your vision, if you stray from your purpose, probably you're going to experience frustration and a lack of fruit. So every year we always go right back to the anchor and we remember what God has called us to do and I want to ask you do you know what God has called you to do and are you remembering it you've got to stick with the vision but let's begin in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 32 I love this verse it says called to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated everybody say illuminated illuminated, illuminated. illuminated. guess what the Greek word is fatidzo fatidzo do you hear a word do you hear the word? Photograph. Photo, photograph, photidzo. It describes a brilliant flash of light that leaves a permanent and lasting impression. We would call this a revelation. Man, the light turned on. You saw something you'd never seen before. You were really illuminated. The Greek word photidzo, a brilliant flash of light that leaves a permanent and lasting impression. You're impressed by it. You're never the same again. You've seen something that has just changed your life. And in this verse, it says you have to call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated. Call to remembrance is a Greek word, the very Greek word used to describe a tomb, a grave, or a sepulchre. And you know what this verse is saying? As life goes by, life has a way of burying your vision. Sometimes people get busy, people get distracted, people have disappointments, and those things they believed in, they believed they had a vision for it, it was their purpose, it's like it just gets buried under the clutter of life. And when the Bible says, call to remembrance, it really means you need to go back to the beginning, grab the original illumination that God gave you, your vision, You know, brush the dirt off of it, erect it, get it out of the grave where you can look at it again and remember it. And the very fact that it says call to remembrance means you've got to make a decision. It's not going to come to you by itself. You've got to call it to remembrance. You've got to actively say, I'm going to put my vision in front of me. I'm going to call it to my remembrance, Denise.
2: Well, you have to do it intentionally. It's not just going to just you know, pop up that, it, you know, I just feel like doing this. You may not feel like doing that, but there's great fruit in doing it intentionally because it's, we're following the leader. We're following the direction that we've been given by God. And the Bible says that if we're obedient to, to God, we'll eat the good of the land The land is there. The good is there. Mm -hmm. But we've got to be obedient, not just know what to do, but to do what it is we know to do.
1: Well, in Proverbs 29, verse 18 says, where there is no vision, the people do what? Perish. The people perish. When people have no clear-cut goal or direction, by which to live they feel purposeless they do and when that hopelessness seizes the heart and mind and emotions it doesn't take long before a man or a woman begins to fall into a pit of despair and that's why the Bible says where there is no vision the people perish they perish and there are several different possible translations of this for example where there is no vision the people live purposeless meaningless lives. Or where there is no vision, the people have no sense of direction and lose their reason for living. Or where there is no vision, people become lazy, dissatisfied, and sluggish. Or where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint and become undisciplined and unproductive." We need to have a clear-cut vision for our life. We need a sense of direction. We need to know why we're here. We need to know what we're supposed to be doing. We need borders. We need guidelines that keep us on track so we can keep moving forward. And if you look back on your life and find moments when you felt you were purposeless, it's probably when you lost your sense of direction and your sense of purpose. And that's why it's so very important that you remember You have to remember what God has told you you're supposed to be doing with your life. Now, I have an associate who often says to me, Brother Rick, many times when you teach about doing God's will for your life, people think it means preaching to the world or doing something magnificent. But what about people that are wives? They're not going to touch the whole world. What about students in school? Well, what's God's purpose for you? God's got a great purpose for every wife, every homemaker, every husband, every employee, every child, every student, doesn't matter who you are, you're not here by accident. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 says, To everything that is under the heaven, there is a purpose. Well, let me ask you, are you under the heaven? Of course, then you qualify. If you're under the heaven, then you have a purpose. It says, to everything under the heaven, there is a purpose, which means I have a specific purpose. I am not an accident. Denise has a specific purpose. purpose. Maxim Yasnikov, a specific purpose. Joel has a specific purpose. And it's interesting that sometimes our purposes connect, but we're each individually responsible for our part in the race that we're running with the whole team. But God has something for us to do. And beyond all of that, in Genesis 1, 26, God spoke to Adam. You know, first words are very important words. And the very first words that God spoke to man was to take dominion. To take dominion. God has put it into the heart of man to rise and to do something. That's why man wants to go to the moon. That's why they're now talking about man going to Mars, there's something in man that wants to rise. He wants to take dominion. And that's because that was the original call which God gave to man. It was to do something with his life, to have a vision for himself. And when a person has a vision in front of him, listen to this, he has a goal to live for. It gives meaning to his existence. It gives him a reason to get up in the morning. It provides a reason to keep fighting against the odds that he encounters in life. In many ways, a vision is like a trail that you can follow. Sometimes the trail will lead through very dense forests and difficult terrain, but if you'll stay on track on the trail, it eventually will get you where you're supposed to go. That is the power of a vision. But hold on, there's something else about the word vision that is very important. The word vision is from a Hebrew word that means to see. It really means to clearly see. It's the idea of having a mental image so sharp and so clear that you're able to picture something in your mind which means our real vision is not just an abstract idea that you can't latch hold of, but our real vision is a concept so concrete that you can grab hold of it. You can say, that's mine. I see it. I know that's mine. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. It's not abstract. It's something you can mentally see. And when you have a mental picture of what you're supposed to be doing with your life, It gives you a sense of direction. It gives you power for your daily living. Day by day, you know what you're supposed to do. And by the way, sometimes you know what you're not supposed to do. Because in life, many opportunities come along that don't fit in with the vision. They're great opportunities for somebody, but they might be for somebody else. But there's something else really important. The word vision and the word provision in Hebrew serve the same root. So a vision provides you something that you can mentally see. You can latch hold of it. It's not abstract. You can really see it. And when you have a vision, it gives you provision. A vision gives you direction. It gives you direction. A vision gives you impetus on how to move, what to do, what you're supposed to achieve. It gives you something that you can see, and it provides you so many things. Denise?
2: Oh, I'm thinking about somebody that wants to lose weight, and and but you need to have a vision. What is it? Maybe, maybe it's a small vision. Maybe you want to start with 10 pounds. But to have that vision in front of you every day, every day, every day, this is my vision. This is what I'm going to do. and And to purpose to move in that direction because as you think about what it is that you're called to do if if it's to lose that 10 pounds you might say well that's not very spiritual that's not very important that's very important your body is the very carrier and the very house of god you can't get more important than that your body is precious Your body is a gift to you. Your body is your license to be on the earth and do something. So our bodies carry this treasure. So if you feel that you're supposed to lose 10 pounds, don't say that's not important. And and put that in front of you. And as you put things in front of you, your soul starts to follow that. Start to say, well, how can I lose 10 pounds? Well, I need to take this off. I shouldn't eat that. I shouldn't eat that. Maybe I need to take a walk. I mean, we're smart. We know what to do. But that vision, it gives you a goal. It gives you something to walk into and to look
1: to. And it needs to be concrete. Yeah. I know in my own life that sometimes I can feel a vision is developing, but I don't see it completely clearly yet. If I can't state it clearly to somebody else, then I probably don't see it clearly yet. In our interaction between each other, sometimes Denise will tell me she wants to do something. I'll say, Denise, tell me exactly what it is you're wanting to do. And if she's not able to clearly verbalize it, then it's not time for it yet. Because a vision is something you can see. A vision is something that you can state. It's not obscure. It's not abstract. It's something very clear that you can follow. And like Denise said, it could be losing weight. That's a very big deal. But let me give you an example of a concrete vision from the book of Acts. Are you guys ready? Mm -hmm. In Acts chapter 26, verses 16 to 18, Paul is giving his testimony about when Jesus appeared to him. And he says that Jesus said, Arise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. Well, that's a vision. And guess what? The vision had a purpose, it had a purpose. And Jesus said to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen of the things in which I will be appearing unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom I now send thee. That's very clear. I'm going to send you to the Gentiles to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. That is in me. In this vision, Paul received Very concrete direction. This was not abstract at all. Nothing about it was obscure. Number one, he knew he was called to be a minister. That's as clear as can be. Number two, he knew that his ministry would be filled with supernatural revelation because Jesus said, I will continually be appearing to you. He knew that. Next, Jesus said, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. He knew his ministry was going to be to the Gentiles. Next, Jesus said, I'm going to use you to open the eyes of the Gentile and to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. That's very, very clear. And last, he knew that his ministry would be to bring the message of forgiveness to the Gentiles, that they could become a part of God's heritage. That's as clear as can be. Hmm. The vision was concrete. It was very clear in the mind of Paul. And that's why he could go on and say, In verse 19, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Why was he not disobedient? Because he saw it. He he didn't question it. He didn't say, I don't know what that means. It was so clear that he knew he could follow it. He could obey it. It was something that he could do. And a vision is something you can do. You can do it. God gives it to you. And when he gives it to you, provision also comes By the way, when you have a vision and you begin to pursue it, money is provided, direction is provided, power is provided. There's so much provision that comes along with a vision. But when you come to Philippians 3 verse 12, Paul makes this amazing statement. He says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend that for which also I've been apprehended of Christ Jesus. And when Paul says, I follow after, it is the Greek word dioko. And the word dioko can be translated to follow. It's also the same word to persecute. But it really pictures a hunter. A hunter who is so committed to get his game that he puts on his hunting clothes, puts on his hat, grabs his gear, grabs his weapon... And like a hunter, Dioko, he begins to follow the tracks of the animal. He looks for every little broken branch to see where the animal has walked by. He follows the tracks. He follows the scent. And Dioko, he is so committed, his intention is to follow and follow and follow and follow and follow and follow and follow until finally he apprehends his game. That is the word that is used here. And the Apostle Paul says, I'm going to follow after what God has called me to do. Well, you can't follow it if you don't know what it is. God wants to reveal His will for your life to you. And sometimes His will is revealed to us in pieces. I'm going to show that to you in the future programs. For example, when Denise and I moved our whole family to the Soviet Union, we didn't see the whole picture. We really thought we were coming here. This is Moscow, by the way. We thought we were coming here for one year. I thought that I was going to teach in a Bible school and that I was going to write curriculum. That's interesting because now I'm writing all these study guides. I am writing curriculum. But I thought I was going to write curriculum for a Bible school for one year, and then we'd all go back to the United States. All I really knew was that we were to come, and when we got here, Then the other pieces begin to be fulfilled. And sometimes the vision is revealed to you one piece at a time. You've got to get into agreement with the first piece. That's something you can follow. And when you take the first steps, then you're able to see the next steps. When we got here, that's when we understood that we were to begin a TV ministry. We were not to write curriculum for a Bible school. We were to take Sunday school to the whole Soviet Union. It was much bigger than what I had ever dreamed. And by the way, when God told me and called me to take Sunday school to the whole Soviet Union, Denise, I never questioned it. I never doubted it. It wasn't obscure. It was not abstract. I saw exactly what I was supposed to do. And when I saw what I was supposed to do, it provided me direction. I knew I had to get on planes. I had to start traveling. I had to do what nobody had ever done. Nobody had ever started a Christian TV network in the Soviet Union. Nobody. It was a crazy idea. But the vision provided for me the direction that I needed. And that's what a vision will do for you. So... Why are we talking about this? Because we're getting ready to start the new year, and we want you to start the new year strong. So you need to remember what God has called you to do. What was that brilliant flash of light that left a definite and lasting impression on you? It was like a light was turned on. You knew what you're supposed to do. Maybe it's losing that 10 pounds. Maybe it's getting married. Maybe it's going to school. Maybe it's starting a ministry or a business. Whatever it is, what is it? Do you remember it or has it become buried along the way because of time and disappointments and lack of success? And you just allowed it to become cluttered and covered by life. If that's you, then the first thing you have to do is call it to remembrance. You must intentionally get the dirt off of it, get the clutter off of it, pull it out of the grave. And by the way, The word remembrance in Hebrews 10.32 does not just describe a tomb or a grave or a sepulcher. It's the same word for a monument. You've got to erect it like a monument that's in front of you all the time. So you're confronted by that vision, what God has called you to do all the time. Make sure it's in front of you all the time. But when we come back tomorrow night, We're going to see what we need to do next number one is remember that's what we've talked about tonight but when we come back tomorrow night we're going to see the next piece to this puzzle and it's very very important but it's been so good to be with you tonight have you enjoyed this joel oh yes it's been very enjoyable
0: i like this kind of a thing because the new year is in front of us and we need to get ready for it
1: amen maxine it's very practical i enjoyed it denise i
2: thought it was extremely encouraging thank you
1: amen Well, we speak the blessing of God on you. Sleep well tonight. According to Psalm 4, verse 8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, and the Lord will keep me securely or safely. That's your promise. So lay down in peace and sleep, and let the Lord take care of you tonight. And we'll see you in home group tomorrow night. Bye-bye.
0: If you enjoyed that teaching, please like, subscribe, and comment so more people can see it.